Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Monday to you. As many of us expected, breaking news. There it is right there on your screen. Special counsel. This is coming from Becker News, one of my uh, more trustworthy follows for news and breaking news would be Kyle Becker. If you're not following Kyle, I suggest that you do. Uh, Special counsel John Durham has encountered a defeat in his case against former Hillary Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman. Uh, let's read it together, shall we? I think we should. Uh, the Hold on. Actually, let me do this. Let me do this. Okay. This is, I mean, many of us, I saw Wayne's tweet as well. Wayne Dupree, another uh, trustworthy source for information. We talked about this at great length last night. One of my spaces, where can you go for actual um, facts and truth? I always err on the side of just take a deep breath anytime something happens. Uh, you know, as a dear friend of mine, one of my best friends actually likes to remind me, you don't always have to be the first person to the party with the story. Actually, a lot of shrapnel, uh, you know, heave hoeing around whenever it, uh, when first, when things first break. So this is breaking news, although not surprising news. So, uh, Kyle goes on to report the tough news for those seeking accountability for one of the most damaging hoaxes ever carried out against the American people was delivered by the Washington Post. Quote, a federal jury found Michael Sussman, a lawyer for Democrats, including the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign, not guilty of lying to the FBI when he brought them allegations against Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential race. Uh, the Post reported Tuesday's verdict was a major setback for special counsel John Durham, who was appointed during the Trump administration and has spent three years probing whether the federal agents who investigated the 2016 Trump campaign committed wrongdoing. Sussman was the first person charged by Durham to go to trial. The Post added another person charged in the investigation is due to face a jury later this year. Uh, This case was recently discussed by the Federalists, Margot Cleveland, who says Sussman, who is in the middle of week two of his trial in a D.C. federal court, was charged last fall in a one-count indictment with lying to FBI General Counsel James Baker He uh, when he provided Baker two flash drives and several white papers purporting to establish the existence of a secret communication network between the Russian-based Alpha Bank and the Trump Organization. According to prosecutors, Sussman lied to Baker when he claimed during their September 19th, 2016 meeting that he was presenting this information to help the FBI uh, and not on behalf of any clients, the story continues. In truth, though, the government maintains that Sussman represented both the Clinton campaign and Joffe when he met with Baker and provided the supposed Alpha Bank intel. Um, you guys can go on to Becker News. Uh, Becker News, uh, you can follow, again, Kyle on Twitter is where I follow Kyle. Uh, trustworthy uh, source, 
very passionate about his work. I know, again, you guys have a really hard time finding people you can trust. Uh, Kyle is someone I trust. I don't know what you guys think about this. If you are watching live on YouTube, love to hear uh, your thoughts. I am not altogether surprised, um, sadly. So where does this leave you? who cannot find a baby formula and who are paying $10, uh, you know, a gallon for gas. I'm exaggerating, but we're getting close. Uh, people who cannot afford food. So this is just another, um, this is another thorn in the side of the American people who are thirsty for justice. That's how I see this. Uh, it is yet another, you know, seemingly, another victory for those who are never held accountable. Not on this side of eternity. And so while we mock and we laugh and we say, I told you so, and we have zero faith in our justice system, none. And in my humble opinion, any faith at all, in any of our institutions in this country, is ill-placed. Now, that is going to incite a slew of emails from people who think that I'm being a fatalist, but I am far from a fatalist. I am pragmatic, I am a realist, and I can look around and tell when something is hot, cold, black, white, truth, or lie. And the only reason I'm in a position of my own in, in confidence, right, and my ability to do so and to share truth with you in a non-hysterical way um, is because I root myself in the Word of God. And I tell you, that is not as irking to some of you anymore as it has been in the past, which is really interesting to me because I am having people reach out to me from all over, Mainly people who have never believed anything, who are now seeking for something to grab onto. So this is a really good time for revival in this country. And for those of you who are grabbing on to the remaining shreds of the pillars of this country and the institutions that we have believed that we could trust, we've been proud of in this nation, it is more than evident now that just like, um, what is his name? Hold on, I'm going to bring it up. Because it's absolutely true. And, and the sooner all of us realize this, Jesse Kelly, another good follow, Jesse's talking about there's nothing more dangerous than what's happening right now, which is the most dangerous thing happening in the world today is Western governments turning against their own citizens. Nothing else comes close. And that's reality. That's what's happening. That is not theory. That is not a conspiracy theory. There's an actual conspiracy that has occurred for many decades. Some people are still stuck on Trump. He was just, you know, a, a place in time for all of this to be exposed. And some things are theories. Some things are theoretical in, in, the, in, the, in the game that 
the powers that be play with your psyche. Um, and some things aren't. Some people are building their armies. And some people are just bringing you the truth so that you can build your own communities. So I had a conversation with some young people recently who asked me, um, in the face of who are not conservatives, um, that they're trying to find their way in life, right? They're young. They're in their 20s. And new parents, you know, got a lot going for them. And watching the world, one raised in faith, one not, and just kind of collectively trying to, as a new family, trying to make sense of everything that's happening. I can't really imagine how scary that is for some of our young people because we all had the, I had the luxury of having a season, and I don't say this boastfully, I, I say this gratefully that God actually provided a way for me to come back, right? But as American citizens who are Christians in my generation, most of us had a moment where we walked from our faith. Like we had this romantic notion of whatever we thought life was going to be, and the Bible was just this stuffy thing that just kept us down. It was a bunch of rules that, you know, were just boring and for a bunch of dead dudes who were not even sure whether or not, you know, God actually wrote it because it was man. You know, we listen, been there, done all that, right? And we, in my generation, had time, we thought, to collect our thoughts and to get back into the flow of reality and bring our faith with us and be uh, productive citizens in this country. Because we thought those pillars were actually pillars built on the foundation of God. But what we're realizing now is that those that's not altogether true. And we have some sifting sands shifting sands that are going on, and you realize that a lot of our foundation as a nation um, was built on sand, and only the things that can remain will. This generation of people in their 20s do not have the luxury, luxury, you can call it a privilege if you want, whatever, the American privilege, if you will, as um, people who can freely express and practice their faith, in this country, they don't have the luxury of having a season of walking away and coming back. And being able to count on that same institution called the Great America being there intact when they return. That's not reality for these kids. It's different. And so I, I'm sharing this with you because I want you to develop a level of compassion for the sake of being able to reach them and to rebuild your this nation one community at a time because they are seeking community and they are seeking truth and they are seeking values and principles. Thank you to one of my best friends for reminding me of that this morning. So if you don't have values and principles, and the nation is imploding, what do you have? Nothing. You have air. You have fluff. You have cotton candy. You have humanism. You have secularism. You have sand. You have nothing. You have nothing to stand on. 
And so what's interesting is that with with this with these two particular individuals, they are seeking fellowship. They're seeking community. They're seeking a safe place to raise their child. And they can see this country for the absolute crap show that it is. They see the government for what it is. They are not looking to the government to solve anything for them. But they're also left with a slight dissonance because, because they look to other nations and think, oh, well, they don't have guns. And so they don't have the same violence, which you and I as adults know that that's not true. Right? But again, we're looking at causal, you know, cause and effect and people wanting to live in peace. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's time we stop shaming people for wanting what we now call a utopia um, and start deciding what those principles and value sets are going to be to bring into our respective communities to build the communities that we want. And I think that's doable. And I think we do still have enough of a state and local infrastructure to where you can do that while the federal infrastructure, you know, completely craps the bed. Again, for those of you waiting on the midterms, you wait in vain. Because even if you take Congress back, you are putting your faith and your life and the generations after you in the hands of very fragile, frail people, first of all, and an infrastructure that is completely laden with malignancies. I mean, there are tumors in every single institution in this country. And again, I know I'll hear from some of you who think I'm being a fatalist, and that's fine. You sit over there in your cotton candy cloud. That's not what I'm eating from. So moving forward at my shows, I'm going to continue to focus on what I've always focused on, which is faith and life, politics to a certain degree, but really governance and you positioning yourselves and your families to get into a place where you're governing your own mind, first of all, where you're governing your own emotions and you're governing your choices that ultimately affect all of us as a nation. There is a generation out there who, who wants adults in the room to stand up. And the more you placate and the more you cater and abdicate to the powers that be and the social justice crap that is going on, one of my first tweets this morning, I'm not cis anything. And some of you repeat those tropes. You repeat those narratives over and over because you're mocking or you're criticizing the left, but you just keep re- you reaffirm it every time you tweet it, every time you post it, every time you, you, know, you mock it. It's not enough to keep mocking this. You have to start speaking truth to the lies, and it's going to cost you. It just will. Get over it. It costs all of us. We just celebrated and honored, commemorated, I should say, uh, you know, our fallen heroes yesterday. And so a comment that was made to me by someone in this conversation yesterday was, okay, we get that Americans, particularly on the right, are very excited about their Second Amendment. 
And for the people who say, well, our Second Amendment is to stand up against a tyrannical government, right? So this person says to me, in all of his glory, it was priceless, priceless. Here's someone who's not on the right, someone who does not own a firearm, not even interested in having one, right? But is trying to logically figure this thing out, young, right? And says to me, so if we know in this generation that, and we're not on the right, and we're not really on the left, we're trying to find a home, but we probably lean a little bit more to the progressive side of the aisle, okay? Basically live and let live and all that stuff. Okay. (laughs) And he says to me, if you guys are all about circumventing a tyrannical government, and that is the position with which you are holding the line to hold on to your guns, what do you do in the face of the tyrannical government that is governing you right now? Effectively, what is what are you waiting for? And it wasn't like a call to arms. It wasn't, why aren't y'all out there in the streets in Civil War? It was a very honest assessment of what people claim on the right. You know, we're going to hold our arms because this is, we have the right to do so, to, to stand up to a tyrannical government. And these kids who are smart enough to figure out that you have drones, uh, you have machinery, you have technology, you have other things in place that could um, effectively, um, you know, give people with guns a run for their money. So they're like, well, if it's all about tyranny, and it's not only for personal protection, right, and protecting your property, protecting your life and the lives of those you love, if it's not just about that, then what is everybody waiting for? Because we are living under a tyrannical government. And I was like, if you can't say amen, say ouch. I had to go to the bar and pour a cocktail over that one. I did. And again, I don't think while we commemorate our fallen heroes, I think our youth have been so like mesmerized and romanticized about war that it's easy to sit at someone's dining room table and ask that question as honest as it was. It was really honest. His question was, what do we do? What do we do? We don't, we don't get to live the American dream that we thought was. There's an eye opener, right? But for some of these kids, they've grown up playing war games and, you know, killing people and video games and metaverse and all this crap and, and virtual reality, right? And so whenever they think about war, it's like, well, you know, just take up your arms and go to war. <laughs> and it's like, well, actually, dude, there's a really big cost that comes with that. And any of my friends who have ever served, including my entire family and my late father, would tell you there's nothing sexy about war. Nothing. It's horrible. So, and for those of us who live in urban areas, we are in no way, shape, or form equipped or prepared for the war that would ensue and the war that I believe this regime is attempting to incite. And so, and I have believed that for over a year. So again, I'm not afraid to, to, 
to have an honest discussion about what our youth are thinking about guns. So, so that whenever you go to have conversations with young people or you're online, you're not just, well, these are my guns and you can't take them away. Why don't you try having a conversation about how we um, actually take our country back? Why don't we be a little bit more deliberative about how we're constructing our conversations? Because you do have a generation of uh, faith, political, and national refugees, and they have been taught that nationalism is bad, to love your country, bad, to profile criminals, bad, bad. To even call something criminal, bad, <laughs> right? Uh, owning your own sexuality, being embodied in your own God-given set, bad, bad, because that leaves other people out, bad. So again, going back to this whole being afraid to speak the truth stuff, do not refer to me as cis anything. I'm a woman, Period. And God finished it the day he designed me and sent me here. It's done. No one gets to recategorize me. And I don't care if you're part of the Justice Department or, or what department of verbiage, <laughs> the Department of Truth, you know, no. Mm-mm. No. And so the more you parrot those lies and the more you repeat them back, the more power you give them. And the more you're actually filling the minds of your children with the lies. We just saw a little kid who, by the way, I, for the record, um, I know many of you are uh, tweeting this, retweeting this video about a child being on a stage at a nightclub with a bunch of drag queens. Now, I'm not taking up money from the stage and kind of gyrating and dancing and thinking that it's really cute, right? People in the audience are clapping they're excited. He's having a good time. Their parents on the stage, chilling, throwing back a couple of, you know, forties. You know, they're they're just this is fun, right? And but my friend Angela Stanton King actually uh, had a video out for, and this may be from the same nightclub. If it's in Florida, I don't know. For those of you in the chat, and I'll get to that in just a minute. Um, if that same child is from the same nightclub in Florida, let me know. But um, she texted me that video at like three in the morning about a year ago or so. Mortified. She was at like a restaurant that apparently turned into, you know, adult time and, and that was their show, right? And kids were brought up on stage to celebrate this kink, I love what my friend Gabs says. Gabrielle Clark, who was on my show um, just last week and held the space with me about this whole disembodiment campaign of your children around their sexual organs and how they were created, beginning in their minds on social media and whatnot. Uh, If you're not following her, you should. She's great. She calls it kink. And for some of you, that's offensive, but that is what it is. Because if you don't call it what it is, you validate the lie that they're trying to sell you about how loving and caring it is and how transphobic people are if they don't jump in bed and send their kids into bed with a bunch of freaks who want to ultimately have sex with your children. Sorry. And to extinguish females. Mm -mm. No, no. 
Some of us women are not willing to go quietly into that gentle night. No. I love the fact that that was quoted in the Marjorie Taylor Greene witch trial um, that she overcame, thankfully, as she should. Actually, it was really a victory for the First Amendment. But uh, I thought that was interesting that 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 very quote was used against her as if she was inciting (laughs) violence. What were you really saying, hashtagging 1776, Mrs. Green? <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know. I've just hashtagged 1776, like, you know, about 250 other million Americans that hashtag 7076. It's a date and time that's, you know, really important to this country. Oh, my gosh, you guys. We're in big trouble. All right. What's, uh, what's over here? Hey, Ricky. Okay, what's Ricky saying? Betty White, sometimes she, oh. Um, Hey, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, you'll have to DM me about the message you just put up here on. I want to put that on my podcast. Um, And for those of you, and uh, for those of you in podcast world, I am, uh, Oh, well, that's true. Ricky says, if you plan a resistance to this tyrannical government, then they'll call you a domestic terrorist. So my call to individuals is to resist evil. And oppression is evil. I don't care who the party is, it's pushing it. I don't care what color the party is. I don't care if the party is a party of midgets. It's evil. Period. And so the kingdom I serve tells me to resist evil. But there's a but there's a preface to that, right? There's an if this, then that, which we don't like as Christians, by the way. But it is this, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, resist evil, and he will flee. But the resisting part is really hard because it comes with a cost. It just does. And I realize sitting out here talking this stuff to you, um, you know, gets the attention of people. Okay, well, hopefully some of these folks who are monitoring my spaces and my life online and my ministry will be converted. How about that? That's the best thing I could hope for. Because I'm not a violent person and I see the effects of violence and I listen to my friends who are veterans and they share stories with me. And my father shed many, many tears for many years around the violence of war that he saw that he could never unsee. And he ne- he took all of that to his grave with him. So I don't subscribe to taking up your arms. Matter of fact, people who have been saying that for the past year, I'm like, okay, so, you know, what are you going to do? Like step out the front door of your house and just, you know, what are we talking about here? You know what I mean? Like I fight with my neighbor over flower beds. I'm not going to walk outside my front door and start, you know, shooting. Although I guess some people would. And I'm telling you, that's where they're trying to get you. They're trying to push you into that vacuum so that you will form or become a part of groups that are honeypots, for being honest, groups that will satisfy your fear of not being in control of your country. And the truth is we haven't been in control of this country for many decades. Sorry. We just haven't. 
And the, the, the bigger truth is that really the only thing that you can um, control in this life is submitting yourself to the will of God for your life. And I think if more people, I know that sounds so naive to some of you, and that's fine, but I think if more people did that, starting with me first, um, we would have a very different nation right now. I mean, you can't argue with that, can you? So, yeah, I'm not definitely, um, I'm not planning a resistance. Okay, hold on, Betty. Um, <laughs> okay, who who's... Oh, somebody thinks I'm crazy. Well, get in line, honey, because, you know, it's all good. I do, Betty White. I love that. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Thanks. Um, anyway, yeah, good to see you guys over in YouTube world. I do interact. Um, so, whenever it comes to resisting, I'm not talking about building factions of resistance um, in, in the traditional sense of, you know, domestic terrorists. I'm talking about what a lot of you are actually already doing, uh, which is um, pooling your resources in the way of who's a physician in your community, who's growing food, you know, who can fix things. When your car breaks down and you can't drive it into the Mercedes dealership or wherever you're going uh, to be fixed because they don't have the parts. I have a friend who's been waiting on a on an oven for the better half of six months because the part or six weeks rather uh, the parts are not in. So, you know, very real things that we as Americans, um, all of our accoutrements, all of our comforts that we think are just completely um, impervious right? We, we just think that our entire way of life is, you know, you, you hit a button and your AC should come on. You hit another button, the lights should come on. There may come a time in the very near future that some of that just doesn't work. Go to the gas station and get gas. And so whether it's manufactured or not, and again, you know, I, I understand the people who call me crazy because they probably came in from the, uh, <laughs> from the FBA group whatever. Um, I've actually made some pretty cool, um, acquaintances over in the foundational black American group. Um, and I actually look forward to hosting more conversations with them. We talked about that last night. And so, uh, you know, some of us are not afraid to have conversations with other people. So if you call that crazy, that's fine with me. I do realize that that is a threat to the system that would really like to keep all of us divided. But as you can tell, I'm not altogether um, worried about those threats. So, um, so yeah, my conversation this weekend revolved around, um, you know, sacrifice, country, nation, quality of life. And for most of you, I think you could surmise that the quality of life of most Americans has diminished greatly. I will also say this for people who are, um, you know, talking about how bad COVID was for kids, took them out of school. Their mental health has been challenged now. Their academic health has been challenged. You know, I, I would say this. Parents were, it's kind of, it's interesting to watch people on the right talk about education sometimes, right? Because we do tend to talk out of both sides of our faces. 
at times because it's like, take your kids out of public school, but you should, you know, you should uh, be held accountable and, uh, you know, tribunals should happen because you guys, you know, inflicted this entire brouhaha on the world, shut down the entire nation, took kids out of school, their learning has been completely subdued, their growth and all of this. And I'm thinking, how did everyone's kid all of a sudden become retarded because they stayed home? And if your kid has been stunted in any way, shape, or form in the way of being able to interact with people, their emotional and mental growth, you've got problems as a family that are way bigger than your educational industrial complex. So you can't have it both ways. Sorry. I mean, what are you saying? Yes, your children do need to have interaction with other kids, you know, but there are ways to mitigate that. So it makes me wonder you know, how many parents actually took the time to develop closer relationship with their kids during that time that their kids were stuck at home? Or did they hear parents complaining and were they afraid? And, and all those little people who are still wearing their masks outside. I go shopping, I live in Atlanta and I'm like, oh, wow. And we're talking affluent people who are just dumb, who still do not understand science of masks and they're raising their kids to be afraid of other people. I mean, it's maddening. And so that's not a school system. That is your science industrial complex as well as education. But I think it's interesting. You know, I would, you could not pay me. You could not pay me to send old Pulte could not offer me a million dollars online to send my kid or anyone else's into a public school. Mm -mm. No, no, it's a jungle. It is insane what these kids have to go through and the confusion that it causes them. Talk about cognitive dissonance. These kids go to school and hear that it's okay to jump in a closet and dress. I mean, the worst thing we did was like go to the bathroom, put on makeup and put on a short skirt. And then before we got on the bus to go home, we were busy trying to take off the mascara, put back on our regular clothes, um, which some people would argue is the same thing. No, not really. No. Because I was still a girl, and I wasn't dressing as a boy. And there wasn't anyone reaffirming me being confused about anything. No one was, matter of fact, some of my teachers turned me into my parents because that's how they rolled back then. And it was, do you know that she's coming to school and putting on makeup and that she's, like, changing clothes? And then that was a whole other whooping once I got home. So, you know, but your schools are allowed, they're, they're teaching your children to lie to you. Is that okay? Are you willing to take that risk? Are you willing to tell me, well, I have to work. We have to have two jobs. Why? Have you thought of downsizing? Do you know how other people in other nations live? And their families are intact and their children are not confused. So, decisions. And that's what I mean. But you have to make just grown up. These kids are looking for adults in the room. They're looking for people to educate them on very real and tangible things like community, how to grow something, how to fix something. Instead of criticizing these kids, get out there and find some kids who want to learn how to fix things, how to be mechanically inclined. Teach your daughters how to cook. That would be a great place to start. Teach your kids that patriarchy and matriarchy and you know, in a, in a healthy sense is not, um, it's not an abomination to progressivism. <laughs> it's called order. 
And your kids are craving that, by the way. So, all right, what's going on over here? Uh, all right, we got we got Ricky Bobby. America isn't ready for a resistance to this government. Uh, you have neo-Nazis awaiting the social contract to be broken and will hide among white patriots to pop shots at black people. I will tell you something. Um, I... Oh, exactly. I should invite the DOJ to my Bible study. And to be quite honest with you, I probably have some people from the DOJ in my Bible study. And that's fine. Um, great idea, though, Cap. And hopefully you're going to bring your butt back to my Bible study. But, uh, Ricky, you're not wrong. I mean, that's true for any group. That is absolutely true for any group. And sadly, that, that is, you know, people are looking for any, op- there are opportunists in every group. So my advice to people is stay the heck out of groups right now. Like if you want a group, for those of you who are so inclined to go to groups, why don't you take your butt to a church group? Preferably one that is not telling you that Jesus would have you turn over your firearms because those are the people that told you that Jesus would take the injection. Those people do not subscribe to the gospel of Christ. Sorry, whoever is espousing those lies is not speaking truth. Because that is in no way, shape, or form scriptural. You're supposed to just roll over. You know, someone said, well, we're supposed to abide by the laws of the land. Well, kind of like my late pastor used to say, you're supposed to honor your mother and your father, but not their devils. We got a lot of devils running around in our government. I mean, and think about that mindset. Think about how many Jews were put on train cars to gas showers because, because, and this is something else I'm about to bust y'all with because I'm so over this crap. And I said this in my space last night because neighbors were seeing something and saying something. Right? That's how it starts. And for those of you Republicans who are super pumped about um, turning in young women over their reproductive choices, shame on you. What are you doing? And then you like to shame the left because they're busy tattling on you guys for not taking the injection and being a Trump supporter. And, you know, they saw your posts on Twitter and now they're afraid of you because you have an American flag, you know, and they're calling a local FBI office. They see the billboards all over Georgia highways and they're like, oh, I'm going to call. I knew that person was probably a domestic terrorist. They're a Trump supporter. I'm going to see something and say something. It's my civic duty to the FBI Yeah, that's how Nazism started. That's how they collectively got people to go along with that entire charade. And some of those crazy-ass people will tell you that the Holocaust never happened. There are people today who will tell you that never happened, and those are the same people telling you that Jesus would have you turn over your guns. Yep, while they're standing up in a pulpit that is sponsored by a 501c3 discount that the church should not have. So there. I know that rattles some people. But it's true. It is mind-blowing to hear people say, well, you tell me where the Bible says, you know, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Don't argue with people like that. I don't even argue with people like that because you are dealing with a spirit of religion and you're dealing with someone who is in, who is embodying a spirit that has zero understanding about the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law versus the harmony of scriptures. They've read a few points here and there, and all of a sudden they've just 
They have this entire graph of Christianity that says, well, if you really loved your neighbor, you would inject yourself with something that hasn't really been tested by uh, the FDA as, as injections go, because we all know that it normally takes five to 10 years for anything. Yeah, but it was an emergency, Monica. Right. But did the science change because there was an emergency declared by man? My God, we are so ignorant on so many things, especially as the church. It's mind-blowing. So with that, I am going to plug something that Cappy just uh, just acknowledged in my Bible study group. So I do host, it's not your average Bible study, by the way. It is a word study. And we get down into the nitty-gritty of words. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is God. And the Word is alive today, right? But 3% of Christians read their Bibles, so they don't know what the heck you're talking about. So when they look at you and say, go get injected, because Jesus said so, y'all better be able to stand up and be like, "Mm, now we're good. You do you, I'm going to do me, right? And if you choose to go out of state and get an abortion, that is ultimately going to be be between you and the Lord, not me, you, the state, child protective services, uh, you know, local law enforcement over what someone does with their reproductive system. Are y'all crazy? And some people will think legitimately they are doing the work of the Lord. But the the word says to mind your own business, to mind your own house. And maybe if some of us in the church were busy finding solutions to help young women find worth and value and young men and go back to those value sets, go back to the principles, go back to, hey, let's quit shacking up outside of marriage. I know it sounds old. I'm sounding as old as Betty White right now, but that's okay. 56 million babies, largely from the black community. Sad. Probably wished that more of us in the church quit judging and quit joining the world to tell young women about their worth and young men. It's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's a, hey, this road is going to lead you to life. This road is going to lead you to death. In the words that you speak and the faith that you have in a creator who thought enough to to blow life into your lungs, to give you a purpose and an expected end, that's worth living for on the right side of the equation. And that's not a partisan statement, obviously. But we don't do that. I don't know what we're doing in our churches, to be honest with you. I think there's a bunch of smoke machines and skinny jeans and, you know, pastors with tattoos so they can relate. They got the cute spiky hair and, or it's like this somber, you know, religious uh, thing that doesn't necessarily involve an intimate, daily, explorative you know, wonder-filled relationship that lasts you your entire lifetime that inspires you through His Spirit not to pursue evil. 
right? So anyway, you can sign up if you would like. If this word study, uh, if if you feel like the Lord has been knocking on your door and you're like, mm, I'm not ready to give all that stuff up yet, that's fine. Bring it with you. I don't care. We don't have perfected people in my group. We have people going from glory to glory. We have people who don't even believe in Christ as their Savior. We have people coming out of the occult. We have people who are still in the occult. So bring it. Bring all your objections. Bring whatever it is you've got. Bring it with you. Because I'm only acting as a conduit. Anything great that happens in this group is by the Spirit of God. Trust that, not me. But I love the Word, and I love words. And words matter. I tell you that, guys. I tell you that all the time. Words matter. And uh, life and death is in the power of words. So if you'd like to sign up, you're welcome to email me at monica at monicamatthews.com. Uh, for those of you in my podcast space, you know that I've been talking about this for a while. And I have to tell you, judging by the uh, messages I've received in the past 24 hours after highlighting, if you want to stop falling prey to the false prophets within the church telling you to give up your guns, roll over, just give a go fund, go fund me, go trans me, whatever, uh, you know, cut to have my pay to donate here in the name of Jesus to have my pee pee cut off because that's the loving thing to do because that's what Jesus would do. Right. If you want to get out of that trash bin, that rolling dumpster fire down the river of crap, okay, I'm going to encourage you to sign up for my word study because God is totally showing up and showing out in my word study. And I'm watching stuff happen in people's lives that are completely unexplainable that are going to last through generations. And it's awesome. So if you want to be a part of that, um, bring it, Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. If you're a Fed, if you're a CIA agent, FBI, come on, bring it. We, you know, y'all need Jesus too, clearly. So I'm happy to minister to whomever comes into my space um, because it's all about God, right? And the God, the author of our liberty, uh, which is very important. So uh, Father's Day, I don't know, pro- pass the prosperity plate. <laughs> You know what's so funny about that? Um, that's another thing that sucks about the modern church, right? And people who have been wounded by the church, by by institutionalized religion. I love this. I love people who are like, I don't, I don't like organized religion. And I'm like, okay, well, do you prefer disorganized religion? I mean, what are we talking about here? And it's usually people who have been really wounded. First case scenario right here. So I get it. People who just suck in the church. But that's because we're people. And the world has this idea that we're supposed to instantly profess Jesus and boom, bam, it's done. Right? Because people will take the word out of it, the word out of its context, out of its uh, present progressive sense, going from glory to glory, it'll it'll tell you that you are absolutely a new creation. Therefore, you should behave like a new creation instantly. Now, true enough, in the spirit, we have been instantly transformed. Totally done, redeemed, done. As soon as you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, invite Jesus into that heart of yours, done. In the spirit, done. How that starts to manifest in your daily life, 
glory to glory we go. That takes some time. But the world doesn't know that. And most of the church doesn't either. So when they see somebody trip and do a face plant, first thing they do is want to just, you know, like a bunch of ants that just crawl around a dead body, eat the carcass in the name of Jesus, right? And then the world sees that and they go, I'm good. I'll just hang out at the bar because I can hang out with a bunch of crusty people who are drunk like me, who I know, you know, I know what I'm getting over there. I don't blame you. Been there, done that. But we're in a different dispensation, and God is calling us to a higher, he's calling us to transcend above what is happening right now in this world. And I'm just going to tell you all something. You will not survive with your mind or your soul intact if you do not run to the author of your your being. Won't happen. You may think you're intact. You may look like you're intact. You may smell like you're intact. Your bank account might look like it's intact. But we haven't even seen what's to come in this country and in this world. And so we need to make decisions to get right or to get left. And for those of you who are very concerned about the generations coming up after us, so am I. But if you're not standing, you're not leaving them anything. You can't even leave them your 401k. You can't even count on your retirement. You can't even count on the Ponzi scheme called Social Security. You don't even know how you're going to butter your bread. Who's going to wipe your butt when you're old and you can't make that work out? I mean, systems are not working, and they haven't been working for a while. And your kids see that, right, which is another reason why I have you guys uh, head over to my website, monicamatthews.com backslash Co. Move your cash once you make a decision of your own volition as adults to move your things into things that I believe are secure like precious metals. And some of you are all caught up in the blockchain and crypto and all this stuff. And that's fine. You know, do you. But this is these are things that, in my humble opinion, last. And I do think that we are seeing monetary upheaval. But you know what? Look to our uh, illustrious adversaries over in Russia. And what are they backing their ruble by? And what are other nations backing their currencies by? And what the heck are we backing ours by? Nothing since about 1971. So monicamatthews.com backslash goldco. Also, your help. Dr. Zelenko. Dr. Zelenko has been under fire. So I like Dr. Z because he's just a butt kicker and he keeps speaking the truth. He's been canceled from literally everything. Um, you know, he's out there with the frontline doctors, just like, let me tell you all about the health issues that are really going on and how to, uh, you know, prevent your health from deteriorating. And one way we do that is by making sure that our immune system is nice and strong. And so you can go over there and get your Z pack at a Z-Stack, rather, ZStackLife.com backslash MM. Also, Father's Day is coming up. I'm curious, what are you guys doing for Father's Day? You can head over to uh, MyPillow.com. BOGO, buy one pair, get another pair free. Slippers for dad, using my code Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A. Speaking of someone who has uh, gone through the fire and uh, still standing, would be Mr. Uh, Mike Lindell. So, um, pass the prosperity plate. That's so good. 
So something the church has has really failed with, and they've allowed the world to dictate to us what prosperity is. So for fun fact, um, Abraham was not broke, busted, and disgusted. And we are his offspring by faith. But see, if you read your Old Testament or your Torahs, you would know that. So why would I expect to be broke, busted, and disgusted? I don't name it and claim it. I don't blab it and grab it. But I do have an expectation that I do live in what I thought was the wealthiest nation on earth with the most opportunity on earth as an individual. So why would I sit around uh, pointing fingers at other people who are flying jets, who are maybe they're robbing their congregations? I have no idea. I'm not. I don't even have a congregation. I have a Bible study. So, but why would I waste my time and my privilege and honor to get to know my creator by wasting my time pointing fingers at other people who may or may not be doing wrong. Why are you doing that? Not you who's talking about the prosperity plate, but I'm just saying collectively people do that all the time. Oh, so-and-so has got a jet. Okay. And let me tell y'all, if I had the money, I'd have a jet too. You think I, I enjoy being groped by some 400 pound, you know, woman who's looking like, mm, Here's a snack coming through TSA. No, no. I'd be all about a private jet. Bring it on, Lord. Fine with that. And I bring a bunch of you with me. Y'all need a ride somewhere emergency? Give me a call. We'll call up my pilot. Let's do it. Right? But some of us are so hung up in the church about what other people have that you miss out. I'm convinced you miss out on all kinds of blessings because you're so caught up with what other people. Somebody's a crook. Okay. Have you checked your politicians lately? If your church is so crooked, start your own. Right? And leave out of there with forgiveness and hand those people over to the Lord and let it be done. Simple stuff. Now, y'all got people molesting little kids. You won't even call law enforcement on that, but you get out here and complain and whine and moan and groan because somebody's got cash. What about your pastors and priests that are, you know, fondling little children that are grooming your kids? Anybody called law enforcement lately on that? Nope. We get to watch them testify between, you know, at our Senate judiciary hearings in local government, I'm sorry, in state government, talking about what happened to them 20 years earlier. And, you know, their parents were just so excited because they couldn't believe that Coach Johnny was paying attention to their little kid who, you know, didn't really do well in sports. But little Coach Johnny let him play. It was weird that he always wanted to come over, though, and, like, hang out in my kid's bedroom. But, you know, he's Coach Johnny. And plus, he was a youth pastor on the weekends, and so we thought it was safe. What? Right. Coach Johnny goes on to, uh, you know, molest 20 other boys who then get to live with that for the rest of their lives and put those broken pieces back together. As the church says, well, just wrap your arms around the trans movement because that's what Jesus would do. No, I'm going to tell you what Jesus would do. Jesus would deal with the demons at hand, and Jesus would be like, let me tell you something about you as a creative being. I love you. I created you in perfect love, and my word is about to cast out these devils, and we're going to get right, and then we're going to keep walking in this thing called life. That's what Jesus would do. He would not dress and drag and put on his heels and a boa and put on some lipstick and be like, well, I understand. I understand. And, and I'm here to become one of you. 
I'm here to agree with complete disillusion and, 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 and with complete confusion and disorder. As an, as the author of order and creation, I'm now here to join in with, and some of you guys will say, well, he had dinner with hookers and, and tax collectors, Right. Well, a dinner is a little, and, and dinner and impartation is a little different than hanging out at a drag show, getting dressed up as a drag queen, and then dragging little kids into confusion and disembodiment. What is going on in the church? Get into your Bibles again. If you want an actual word study, you are welcome to join me. And there's nothing stuffy about it. People have never even shown their faces in some of the, we do it on WebEx. And so, you know, some, I don't even know what some of these people look like. So you don't have to speak. And if you're a clown and you come in there clowning, that's fine. The Holy Spirit will deal with you or I will. But, you know, bring it. Because it matters. Our children matter. And we don't have a lot of time. I don't think we do. I don't think we have a lot of time. And the thing is, is you don't even know how much time you have. So I'm focused on kingdom things. You guys can stay focused on politics if you want to, but I'm focused on things that are going to last eternally, right? And what and whenever I see the beautiful things occurring in people's lives, and they come back into this into this word group every Wednesday night, it's from seven thirty to nine. Um, and they come back in and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this week you're not going to believe what I realized," you know, digging through these words and and then what God showed me in my prayer time. I mean, my, like my whole mind has just been open to things that I wasn't even aware of before. And I'm like, exactly. That is the transcendence that's going to have to occur in this country. If we're going to take anything back. Yes. A snack. (laughs) I have been patted down by some Brutuses in Atlanta. You can best believe that. Uh, ma'am, do you mind if I, if I feel up under your bra, this one lady, man, she was like, lady man is actually more like it. She was a lady man. And, and she was like all up in my crotch. Just, I had a dress on and I was like, I look like the third time she ran up my right leg. I was like, okay, I'm not trying to be funny, but, um, that no, that's, that's not necessary. Is it? And she looked at me, she kind of, you know, gave me a little, whatever. And, um, and finally she let me go, but I looked at her, I was like, that was wrong. And I'm not one of these who's going to get on, you know, video everybody and Sue and, you know, I'm just like, you're a freak and you know it. And this is not the time for you to be a freak while I'm trying to get through TSA and, uh, yeah, TSA. Hey, by the way, while we're getting rid of other things in Congress, could we just put the Patriot Act up there for a complete, uh, you know, dismantling? That's where it all went downhill. Thank you, Republicans. Yes. So if you want to thank someone for the surveillance age that we live in, look no further than Republicans. There are so many things going on in the news cycle right now. Um, there are people coming out with uh, t- new timelines actually informed timelines around things that happened uh, in the Texas shooting. Um, and, and so I would just encourage you to just take your piece about all of it. Quit arguing with people about your guns. Keep your eyeballs on your state legislatures. 
um, you know, pay attention to legislation that's coming through, like catfish stuff and sow some other things up in these, these, uh, you know, you know, uh, baby formula legislation, pay attention to your defense production acts, um, things that are, um, that can be manipulated in order to move other things through. You're not going to see the sleight of hand in this shell game right now regarding your second amendment, but you know, keep your eyes open to those things. But in the meantime, take your peace and be ready to have conversations with your kids around this because they're hearing this on TikTok. They're hearing it at school. They're hearing it on all of their social media apps. People are talking about guns. Many of them are probably afraid going to school. What does your conversation look like with these little people? Is it riddled in fear and the Democrats and stupid liberals and, you know, no, no, stop. Just stop. Stop it. They're listening and they're watching. You don't need to raise another generation of people who cannot um, who cannot meet in the middle of the road and understand how valuable. Here, here's the thing. I don't have it on my desk right now. I usually do. That means I've used it. Wait. I've used it recently. But, yeah, I have. Sorry. But all of you should have a pocket constitution. Do your kids, do you ever sit down with your kids and read that? Do you go over history and how important it is for a society to have the ability to protect themselves? Are you taking your children to the gun range for someone to teach them how to actually take their guns apart, how to put them back together, reassemble, right? How does a weapon actually work? you know, to be confident around a weapon? Are you setting down rules? Do you have it in a place where they can't get it if you've got kids in the house? I mean, are you a responsible gun owner? Are you just a bunch of, you know, social media, blah, blah? Worried about liberals. I mean, what are we doing to educate our kids? You know what? If the church wants to do something that, you know, here's what I would do. If I had a church, I'd be like, come on, y'all, youth camp. This summer, we're all going to a gun safety class. Ready? Load up the buses. Let's work it out. Anyone eight years old and and older, bring your parents, and we're all going to get on a bus and go learn about gun safety. There's something you can do that Jesus would be all about. Boy, I can't wait for somebody to take this clip completely out of context. (laughs) But whatever. You can't be afraid of these things. There's nothing. I love the whole Kamala. We assault weapons. Well, every weapon I'm aware of is created to assault Could we quit parroting? You're not cis anything. You're not cisgendered. You're a woman. You're a man. If you own a weapon, it's going to assault somebody if you use it. Done. Simple. Super simple stuff for your kids to understand. All in the name of Jesus. Okay. I'm done. I love y'all. Have a good day. Remember to sign up for my podcast. It'll come directly to your phones. You don't even have to find me if you're not following me on YouTube and I'm live and you'll get notifications there too if you'll do that. Um, As well as my spaces on Twitter. I never know when I'm going to do those. They usually pop up, but sometimes, you know, I do my shows on those as well. But anyway, you know what to do. I'm everywhere. You can follow me everywhere. And, you know, remember to be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And if you're an American, act like one. Oh, 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 oh,